everybody, and welcome to The Beats with Kelly Kennedy here on NotMeds, naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists, where from our heart to yours, we bring you the incredible minds, the best teachers and doctors and specialists that I have crossed this world to find, that I am blessed enough to call my friends and my colleagues. And this one today in particular is a very good friend and colleague. And uh, we actually, Ian and I chose to buy a second house in this last year and we chose to buy it uh, right in South Carolina, right where this gentleman is located because we know with what we do um, and that we would continue to open up a second location down there because we know us and we knew that clients would need a biological dentist at some point. So if we're gonna move somewhere, we had to move where there was a good biological dentist and we are very honored to be good friends with Dr. Percelli, and you will find why in this incredible podcast, which kind of summarizes the biological dentistry, but helps you figure out how to find a good biological dentist. He really talks to and, and really unfolds and unpacks what it's like um, to be trained as a dentist and with his specialized training and what it took to get to where he's at in his 15 years of practice. We also talk about the expense of biological dentistry and how to plan it out so that it's affordable and so that you're working with your team. And, and he ends it with the best part, as far as I'm concerned, of what it's all about, what life is about, what his secret is. I feel as though Dr. Porcelli's really hit the nail on the head, as they say, as um, really the tipping point to what the podcast is about and what we're about here on the beats and I know that you're going to really enjoy this and the the great humor of Dr. Porcelli. I do recommend that if you have the opportunity to to watch this one because as an artist you can see his hands move as a biological dentist true artist that he is. Um, I'm a hands person and the beauty of the gracefulness of his hands and his smile are um, unmatched and it's a great thing to see. So I know you'll enjoy today's episode. And if it does resonate with you, please share it with a friend. We know that this biological dentistry piece is a huge piece. We know it brings up a lot of questions and that's why we're here for to help make sure you get all your questions answered and that you feel very empowered to be able to help your own body heal because you have the power inside you. Thank you all for listening and welcome to The Beats with Dr. Richard Percelli. Welcome back to The Beats with Kelly Kennedy. And I have one of my very, very popular, obviously so popular, it's taken me over a year to get Dr. Porcelli on my podcast. He's one of my very good friends. He's a biological dentist. He is located in Bluffton, South Carolina. And I've known Rich for a couple of years, Dr. Porcelli for a couple of years. And we're here to talk about biological dentistry and all matters of the like mind of Dr. Porcelli and all the deep conversations we can get into late nights. Um, and I do want to tell the story a little bit, but as you know, here on the beats with Kelly Kennedy, we bring you the best minds, the best doctors and specialists in the industry. And Dr. Percelli is one of those. We moved our second house to be next door to his, just to make sure that we'd have a good member of our team uh, when anybody came and in influenced with us in our new second location of our house. So welcome, Dr. Percelli. Thank you for joining us finally on the beats. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here to speak with you. You know, I love you. I love Ian, family. It's, 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 a, it's such a blessing to have you now closer to me ever since we met in Germany and our whole journey together over the past number of years. It just keeps getting better and better. And there, I just see beautiful things happening in life right now. We've got so many things going on and lots to talk about. And I know you want to ask me questions and pick my brain about biological dentistry. So whatever I can do to help people understand the benefits and the truth um, of my field, um, I'd be more than happy to go ahead and share whatever I can to make that happen. So it just came to me as you were saying that one of the things that we both are adamant about is, you know, even though we say there's specialists in our industry is not making biological medicine, biological dentistry, a specialty, but more of the foundation of how people are living. And I know we've had a lot of conversations about your long-term vision, which we don't necessarily need to get into here, but just what is your concept of what you do versus maybe what you got out of NYU when you went to school as a dentist graduating from New York University? Like, what's the difference then versus now? And how many years ago was that, Dr. Porcelli, for those that aren't listening, that those are just listening? So I graduated in 2007. Okay. So you've been a bioregulatory biological dentist for 15 years. And when you started off, you were more of a quote unquote standard dentist that was looking at the mouth just in a standard way. Is that true? Or had you already been exposed? Well, the, the, the training is, is, pretty, is pretty straightforward. I mean, it's very conventional. So you really, there's a big, what you have to understand what, what patients should really understand about doctors um, and dentists is that we have a certain limited amount of training that is done during those critical years of school. And, you know, fortunately, if you are, you know, in your class and you're aware of your, you know, where you wanna go with your profession, like say you are interested in a specific specialty or a specific field, like in dentistry, like there's a cosmetic institute associated with NYU, then you put a little bit of extra time into those things. And maybe you can get a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of advanced education during those certain years that you're in your clinical, um, during your clinical years of school. But truthfully, when you come out of school, you don't really have a lot of training. Like everybody <laughs> thinks that there's a lot of training. And, you know, we see a certain amount of patients that, you know, when you're really that green, you're not sitting there like, really working on lots and lots of patients every single day and you're turning it over and you're learning all of these big amounts of, you know, from, from all that work. It's really a single patient for like many hours of the day. These patients come in because it's a dental school. They get things for, for less cost and you're learning and you're training. And then you got people checking you off and looking that you did the first part of the filling right. And then you do the second part of the filling right. And these are long days spread out for a very short limited patient experience for us to be working with. So when you really look at school and then where do you go after that, many people are going right into profession right afterwards and have minimal experience. And to me, that just didn't really set well with me as a practitioner that was in school. And I started to ask some of my mentors at school, which I was very fortunate, NYU, I had some really wonderful professors there and some great mentors. And a couple of them said to me, they said, well, what are you going to do when you're done with dental school? I said, well, I'm going to go out and start working. I got to start paying back all these crazy loans. 
And, you know, like anybody, like school loans in, in this country are, are, are insane. Um, that's a whole nother topic we can get into, but people have been really put in bad situations from that. But when you're looking at where I was, I was like, you know, they're telling me, they're like, well, what are you going to do to be a good dentist? And I said, well, I guess I'm just going to have to start working on a lot of patients and eventually you just get better and better. They said, no, you need to start going to academies. And I said, well, what do you mean? I said, they're like, well, you have to start learning dentistry. And I said, I just did school the whole entire time. And they said, no, you need to go into academies where you can learn mouth reconstruction and you can understand more about how to do it right. And it was like, really? And then, and then during my last year of NYU, we were the last class where it wasn't required to do a residency. And my mentors encouraged me and said, you know, you shouldn't go right into practice right now. You should opt to do a residency for yourself. And it was the best advice that I ever got because they put me into a path where I went right into New York Methodist Hospital in New York, very busy hospital. And then we started working with specialists in periodontics, um, orthodontics, prosthodontics, oral, oral surgery. I worked with all the specialists. I got a full year of like advanced level dentistry. I was working on a lot of patients, but I had, I was hand in hand and working in, in, in small consults with all of these specialized dentists. And it really kind of propelled me into my career where I realized that, you know what, I'm just getting started. I need to start learning a lot more. And that's what made me start looking into right after residency, right away going into academies and looking for the advanced academies in the country that were going to teach me how to do dentistry at a very high level for complex reconstruction. Um, and that's where the path started for my conventional training that became more advanced conventional training. But then you start going years into that and I start, you know, collecting all of these great credentials and, and all of this knowledge. And it wasn't enough. It was really like I got to a level where dentistry became something, especially because I'm very artistic, that I was able to, to really come into myself with the field and the artistry of dentistry, which is such a big component to uh, dentistry as a whole. When patients come to see, to, to see me, I know the quality that's being dished out is that it's very good dentistry because one, I love it. I'm a very artistic person. I'm a very, you know, I'm, and I've spent the time with the top masters really learning how to perfect, perfect a lot of this. But about seven years ago, I had a big epiphany and like an aha moment of like, just things weren't settling to me about medical histories of patients because I started to put the other side of like being the doctor as a dentist and saying, well, you know, I'm also a physician of the mouth. And when you start really kind of saying like, you know, like what am I supposed to be doing to help take care of people to make their lives better aside from making them have beautiful teeth that are functional. These people are coming into the office and seven years ago when I all of a sudden realized all of these medical histories that I keep looking at that everybody has diabetes, everybody's got high blood pressure, everyone's got arthritis, everybody has um, uh, different types of fibromyalgia and all these umbrella terms for all these, like that the crap's going wrong in their body. It, it just, it made me very concerned. And I started to realize that I have to go deeper into my studies to understand why are people so sick today and what is going on here and where could I play my role in trying to help people with this. And, and that's where the new journey became, let me start seeking out knowledge in things that made sense of, well, why, why do we get sick? And what I started to learn is 
nutrition is a huge part of it because if you're not, it's, you are what you eat. Food is medicine. You start learning about Hippocrates and you're learning about all these wonderful people from past that had it all right or um, uh, Weston A. Price and, and these phenomenal doctors that just had big visions and they understood that this is all about the mind, body, and spirit, the full body. You can't separate one part from another. You can't separate the fields of specialty in medicine. Everybody needs to be kind of understanding full body, doesn't matter what area you decide to pick. And that's where things really opened up into the world of toxicity and how what you put in your mouth is a bad thing if you don't know what it is and if it's not organic and what you're putting on your skin and what you're putting on your body for like deodorants and aluminum and, and, and all of these things that are just harsh chemicals then you get into emotional toxicity. So my practice, what I've done over the past seven years is that I've changed it into this really beautiful holistic practice where we look at the whole body. I look at patients, we have a serious conversation about their health and we do a serious discussion about the history of where crap started getting bad. And then you start putting all of these pictures, these, these things together. It's like peeling back the layer of an onion of somebody's life and you start looking at all these different areas. And I kind of like equate it kind of like to like a, a transistor radio. It's like there's different dials. There's like the whole physical part and the mind part and the spirit part. It's like all of these things make up who you are. And when you start looking at which of these dials seems to be off, that's the dial you start to focus on to see if you can start putting it back into frequency so that it's reading, right? And you can hear what's going on. So for my part on the dental, going back into the dentistry aspect is that toxicity is the big problem. You look at all of these things that are going on and I look at what, I'm, what I had been placing in people's mouths and how little knowledge I had about all of these materials that we learned about at school. And it's such a short little you know, class or, or maybe even less than a week that you learn about some of these biomaterials, but they don't really go into the depths of it. But when you start doing the real deep digging onto what is this stuff, I started realizing that biocompatibility is critical for a lot of these things that you're placing in your body. And you want to make sure that if you're using something on the body or in the body, it should have the least reaction to something that would cause some level of effect that's toxic. Um, and that's where it goes into the whole field of biological dentistry, that big wider understanding and realizing that some of these materials needed to change and I needed to make a major shift to start getting people healthier by treating their mouth right. And then working with the right types of practitioners like yourself, who really sees the bigger picture that we need to love on people and we need to treat them like our brothers and our sisters that, and our family. Like you would really want to go ahead and, and look at the root cause of their problems and help them figure out the solutions to their own problems because they have the power to heal themselves. They just need to know how to un unlock it and know and learn what to do. And we need to be the providers of that care to teach them what to do. And I would like to bring everybody's attention that this is Dr. Porcelli's first podcast ever. And you can see why I wanted him on the podcast because that was probably one of the most long answers to one of the questions I've ever asked, but hardly anything that I wanted to interrupt in all honesty, because you brought up so many valid points. Number one is 
don't think just because somebody got out of medical school or dental school, that they know what's going on. I thought that was a very valid point that you brought up, that it is about accelerating that base knowledge now and really working with other skilled practitioners that can give you those honed in skills that repetition and volume and precision is what gets results, not just, you know, I mean, I think back to um, how so when I was growing up and my father had a lot of medical issues and one of the things that we, you know, we lived in a very small town, 3000 people at the time, maybe 10,000 people. Now it's a very small town in Western New York and he had Hodgkin's disease. And I remember him driving two hours to go to the oncologist, the specialist, the doctor, and people think that I and I are crazy driving five hours to go to a chiropractor in Boston and driving 10 hours to go see Dr. Porcelli for our kid or New York to see Dr. Caratola for one of our patients. Like it, it's, and, and for me, it's like, and this is not a joke. You know, I knew Dr. Porcelli through Dr. Caratola. He was going to Germany at a week long seminar that we were all at my friends had just moved to Hilton Head. What they had said was inside Hilton Head Island, Bluffton, South Carolina. I was like, never heard of it. Friends of 25 years. This is how God works. Three weeks, three weeks later, I'm in Germany waiting for this dinner for Dr. Caratola to show up with these other two guests that he brought. Of course, Dr. Caratola and his group was late because they had a train problem. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and then they show up. Alina, his beautiful wife, sits down next to me and, and Rich sits on the other side of her. And I said, oh, where are you from? And she goes, oh, we're from Hilton Head. And she's Romanian and gorgeous. And I was like, Hilton Head, really? With that Romanian accent. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm here with my husband, who's a biological dentist. And I was like, oh, where in Hilton Head? I, my friends just moved there. And she said, oh, Bluffton. I go, really? That's where my friends just moved. And their house and their office is seven minutes apart from each other. And I knew that that was a sign that I'd been seeing the eye in for years. We need to have a second home below the Mason-Dixon. It's too cold in Pennsylvania. I need to have somewhere where I can get to the beach and to the ocean really fast. And so I, but I said to him, I, and we have a real problem because I won't go anywhere where there's not a good biological dentist. And I don't want to move to Texas and I don't want to move to uh, New York. So I don't know where we're moving. And then I met Dr. Porcelli and I was like, oh, I know where we're moving. We're, we can open, we can have a second house in South Carolina. And for the last year, we've actually shared a wall. <laughs> our, yeah. little, our little suite was literally in the wall next door. Now I'm actually all the way across the parking lot. We are in rooted living with a, a chiropractor that Dr. Porcelli introduced us to, but the, the point is that we couldn't decide, and we have great teeth. Oh, by the way, Silas <laughs> has one cavity first time in his life. I've had one cavity one time in my life. Ian's never had a cavity. Ian has missing one tooth from falling and breaking a tooth. The only teeth I'm missing are my wisdom teeth. And everybody looks at my mouth and is like, oh my God, it's perfect. But still, I want to make sure that the person that can affect my health the most is a biological dentist. And so I want my family as close to hand as that, not to mention the clients, because I know wherever I go, I meet people and I need to know that I have somebody close that can help them with their whole health. One of the first people I met was a neighbor of, a, of our friend walking our dogs. I meet her for five minutes and she starts talking about my diabetes and my diabetes. I put my hand on her shoulder and I go, Laura, how many silver fillings do you have? And she was like, what, what do you know? And then I sent her to Porcelli and Porcelli does a cone beam. And what'd you find in her mouth? Oh, with, with that, all the metal fillings and everything that she had? Oh, the other thing that she had that was unseen and she felt no pain about. 
Oh, the, with abscesses by root canals. So she had an so, abscess in a root canal that she did not feel that only a biological dentist would have found. Well, you know, the biggest thing about root canals, which blew my mind, because this is something that's an interesting point, like, you know, coming out conventionally trained at NYU, I was, you know, my, my clinic floor, I had one of the professors who was, uh, he was like the elite endodontist in New York. He was, you know, someone that wrote textbooks and he was just the guy. And being in his clinic floor, what did I learn how to do very well? I learned how to do root canals very well. So I actually had a great training um, to the point that even when I was going to graduate from school, it was an option for me to go into a specialty for endodontics because I was actually asked if I was interested in that. But I just knew that that wasn't my route. I wanted to go more towards reconstruction, complex dentistry, cosmetic. And you know, I look back at now, you know, because I came out of school and what did I do a lot of when I came out of school and I'm very guilty of it is that I did a lot of root canals and you do root canals, you do root canals. And then after a number of years of doing them, you start to kind of watch how they play out. And then you start realizing that, you know, a good amount of them fail pretty quickly, but pretty quickly within five years, seven years. And when you start paying attention to what it really is that a root canal, you know, is done for is that you have a tooth that has either been, uh, you know, it's been either infected with decay or it's been broken from trauma. And what your goal is, is to keep the tooth in the mouth because you want to still maintain the function of the mouth. So it's got, you know, there's good reasons to why you would try to want to save a tooth. And I, and I get that. But what I started to pay attention to is that what are you really doing by now cleaning the inside of this tooth out and maintaining You're deadening, you're taking out the dead tissue or the, the tissue that's gonna become dead tissue inside of that root so that you can separate it from the main nerve branch. And now you're gonna have a tooth that has a stable material that's placed into it called gutta percha and it, you know, it stabilizes that area. But what you don't see on a microscopic level is that each tooth has main nerve branches in it, which are the ones that we clean out but there are micro branches of nerve and tissue throughout the inner workings of that tooth, which means that you're not fully cleaning out that whole tooth from necrotic dying dead tissue that's going to continue to kind of culture within that tooth. And there's a connection of how a tooth sits into the bone and how there's a ligament that holds that tooth to the bone. And there's definitely a relationship. There's a, um, communication that goes on between that whole tooth. It's just a biologic communication that goes on with that circuit in that area. But when you take out all of that tissue and you stabilize that tooth, you're stabilizing it for function, but the true reality is, is that it's gonna cause this little low-grade culturing breeding pot. And that in general, what your body does is it's gonna wall it off like it's normal immunologic response. It's gonna wall it off like a low grade chronic infection, which is what it is. So I don't think anybody can ever you know, say you know, truthfully that that's not a low grade chronic infection on the smallest level that your body's gonna wall off and protect itself from. And when you think about it like that, you start realizing, well, wow, what am I doing now? I'm maintaining a dead structure in my body and my body's just basically protecting itself from that one structure. All you're doing to yourself at this point is adding another biologic burden to your body that already might have some other medical things going on with it. So you're just basically adding locks to a fire. 
And once you start adding all these logs on and you start seeing how manifestation of disease happens and how people get weaker in their system, and then all of a sudden they start to manifest these illnesses or these different um, problems, you have to pay attention to where are all these logs coming from that are actually making this fire constantly go off. And then that's what we do when we start to help put together these pieces of the puzzle. But the interesting thing is that this makes total sense when you start paying attention to it and you realize for yourself, wow, I can heal myself from so many things. I just need to really do what's necessary and just really listen and pay attention to the obvious. Um, so, that, I mean, that's really where a lot of this has really taken such a, ma like a major change for me with all these concepts and discussion with all my patients. And I'm blown away that most dentists that are out there aren't following quick enough to understand that they need to have this same dialogue with their patients that, hey, you know, this is something that we're going to do, like, say we need to do a root canal on a patient because they just can't afford certain things, or they have to make that decision because they ideally want an implant, which should be ceramic implant, by the way, not titanium at this point, because that's a whole nother thing. But for someone to have that decision to say, okay, I'm going to do a root canal, but it's for temporary means for a year or two, just before I can go ahead and maybe save money to do, to do the right treatment. You know, I kind of lead my patients towards the right decision-making, right? I, I allow them to have options because the options are all based on affordability. You know, unfortunately, dentistry is not, it's not cheap. It's, it's, it's fairly expensive any way you look at it. So we have to be very strategic with how we work with a lot of these complex cases, especially with our biologically minded patients, because when they start becoming aware of a lot of things that are in their mouth, many people for many years of their life have accumulated so much of this stuff in their mouth. And now all of a sudden, when they come to a biologic practice and we're like, you need 18 teeth done or like 10 teeth or five, it doesn't matter if it's two teeth or if it's 12, it's, it's a lot. And we need to figure out a very strategic way to make things doable for every patient so that we can prioritize what's the most necessary first. And if people have to look at it from affordability sense, we just do it little by little. And each time that you come in this practice or any biological practice, and every time you walk out of that practice or this practice, you should be feeling and doing healthier, being in a healthier state than you were before because we're slowly getting rid of the biological burdens. And with that, what happens I find is that people then regulate better and then other stuff starts to boil up because their immune system is more responsive and there's a misconception, just like when they take products that work, that they get loose bowels or they get sweating or they get excretion phase to start to occur. And I think people misunderstand that. So I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that when people start to handle and the multi-layered system or the multi-layered approach rather is also very much appreciated that you brought up because I think for so many people, they look inside their mouth. They see, like you said before, I've already spent five, 10, 15, $20,000 getting this crap put in there. Now I've learned it's all crap. Now I got to spend what three times the amount to get it out. And, and they look at it as like, oh, I got to do it now. I got to do it tomorrow. I got to do it this year versus let's come up with a plan that I can afford that in the next three years. And that's what I said to that one client. I said to her, listen, don't get overwhelmed with having to do your amalgams and the and have Dr. Bertelli clean out the space. Let's do the thing that's the most 
overriding that's costing your immune system the most. And when you're ready, you to that next level. And that was like four or five months ago. And her blood sugar stabilized out quite a bit after that. She's had some ups and downs because she still has the silver fillings, but she's working her way through that. And I think it's such a good point to realize that one, get the plan. So many people say to me, oh, it's just too expensive to go to a biological dentist. I'm like, well, how much is it going to cost? Well, I don't know, but they've already made a decision that it's too expensive. And number one, number two, there's a cost to everything. And that getting it done properly one time is the key to the cost. Like I know we just had one of our clients from years. I mean, we've known this gentleman for 15 years and we got one of his heart conditions under control pretty quickly within the first five years of working with us. And then he moved away. And when he moved away, he changed his lifestyle, everything, but his teeth were still an issue. And he, he had rotting teeth in his mouth. He waited till he saved up enough money. He walked into Percelli's office with a big load of cash and said, okay, I'm ready to handle my teeth. And he's systematically handling one section at a time as his body's healing. He's feeling better and better. And I got it. I don't know if you know this, but when you put that one on the lower left, this last visit, when you put, you put something in the lower left, like there's so. a missing area. And then you put a tooth there. Oh yeah. Yeah. He said he felt his soul filled up. He felt like there was a hole in his soul that when you put that there, it literally sealed it up and he felt stronger. Now he's very in touch with his emotions and his vibrations, not just his physical body. That was the other thing. He brought up the three levels, the physical, the emotional, and the vibrational, right? There's, you can be sick on all three levels. You can handle all three levels at the same time, or you can handle one layer at a time. And why we work so well with biological dentists is because we, they've got to handle all the blockades to healing that might be in the mouth. And like Dr. Porcelli said, all the toxins that are just in the materials, let alone in our lifestyle. And then we clean and then we work together to listen to the client to find out what else they might need. I cannot tell you the amount of times that Dr. Percelli has walked away from his office to walk next door to my office, to knock on my door in the middle of my therapy session and whatever work I'm doing with somebody and go, I know you're in the middle of that, but come here, you got to go meet this person. We were just talking about this one thing and then you need to meet them so that they come and start working with you. Like he sees the picture wholeheartedly as well as the chiropractor. I, and I want, I want to, I want to say something to the, to the people that are out there, everyone's got a lot of crap going on. Yeah. Everyone. Like sometimes I just want people to understand like they're not alone because we were all in this together and we're all a collective of the same thing. It's just that we're all dealing with a lot of these baggages that are physical, emotional, environment, like whatever we experience in our life. And, and we just have to learn how to go ahead and start emptying the bags as we start moving forward and everyone has the ability to do that and you know just like Kelly was saying like you know we are working when you get the right people that are doing things that are true empaths people that love people that really have you know that that have the skill level that have the training that are dedicated to the profession you know we we really we go back and forth with how do we start and it's customized to each patient differently like we talk about what kind of protocol for detoxing or the lymphatic work that Kelly's doing. It's like everybody has a specific type of, you know, way. So you do have to kind of follow and start believing in the things that you're going through as well, because part of it is also that, that it's, it's, it's basically a chemistry that goes on in your body 
that you use from your brain and your own heart to accept things and to go ahead and jump into the water. Because some people that are very resistant and very hesitant and they're not letting things happen the way that they're supposed to biologically happen, they're actually holding themselves back from major levels of healing quicker. And to that point, it's not, if you, be, if you don't believe it, it's still gonna work. Yep. It just, if you believe it, it happens faster because it aligns the, the frequencies, which creates a different chemistry in the body because with every thought, with every perception and therefore a thought, there is a down the road with the thought, there's a molecule which creates matter. Did you enjoy your quantum physics class, everybody? That was quantum yeah. physics 101 yes. in four seconds. And I'll add you, and I'll add one part of that, which plays into that, is that the most important thing that I tell a lot of my patients, because we have some serious conversations about their overall health. I tell every person and I say, listen, you have to bring love into your heart because it's the most important thing that we all have. And if you're not paying attention to that, you're selling yourself short way too much. And it's the most important thing that I think is, is something in your day, on your daily life, because it will help every aspect of every healing or health or, or the health that you're desiring to have is to put some positive love energy into your heart by reading something that's powerful and uplifting because it, it affects your chemistries. And it allows you to go ahead and resonate and bring frequency levels up. And that helps with your healing capabilities. So if you're not doing things like that, you know, whether it's a beautiful book that is a love story, or if it happens to be that you like to watch comedy things that make you happy and make you smile, that make you kind of laugh with love, or if it's the scriptures, or if it's, you know, you can get it from many different places, but there are beautiful places like that that really just are your own level of personal healing that I feel everyone should really not, they should be paying attention to more than, than, than what I see them not doing. And for those that are just listening, please go and watch this one because those, those that don't know Dr. Porcelli, you've got to see this grin that he gets on his face where it's like that grin right there, where it's this grin of like, I don't know. He's one of the happiest people I know. He really is. And he's a prankster beyond pranksters. He's always jumping around corners, trying to scare the crap out of me. When we started to see a big mouth of teeth in front of him. I, I scared the crap. I scared the crap out of her when she came over to my office and I was hiding under the desk because I saw her coming from outside. I got her so bad. <laughs> he got me one day with trying to break think, my car. I think you said you peed yourself when I did it. <laughs> well, and the very first time I met him, he actually did make me pee myself because I was telling him Ian's story. It was two o'clock in the morning. I was telling him how Ian was raised with monkeys and with the, yeah. the most deadpan straight face you've ever seen in your life. Rich turns to me and goes, what? Your husband was Tarzan? And I just <laughs> lost it. I didn't know him. And I didn't know that was his dry sense of humor, but yes, keeping it light. And even if you find yourself in pain and misery and illness and all that there, you woke up you know, and that's something to be grateful for and something to be blessed with is know that 100, 
50,000 other, 150,000 other people did not wake up today. So you woke up and that is the burning belly. That is the passion, the desire, the devotion. And that alone is what you can be thankful for. And then that can just build on it to the point where you find joy in everything. I mean, this, this guy acts like he's five sometimes. I don't know how <laughs> Lena does it because he's constantly joking and laughing. Although it, it brings a lightness to- We, all should, all be, we should all be acting like children. I don't we care. Should. Yes. <laughs> we also have those very serious clients that bring our, our hearts together and, and talk very deeply about seriousness of you know their abuse or whatever is going on and that we just send them love. And, and oftentimes we pray about our clients together. Right. It's not just that we have these heady conversations, intellectual about what the plan and the program is, but we truly send, spend time praying for them. And, you know, this is what your team of professionals should not should. I don't like the word should. Ideally, this is what a team of professionals that your team of professionals loves you, cares about you, and is willing to help provide the right tools for you to take the proper actions and the proper choices. You know, this isn't about go fast and hard. This is about you making informed decisions all along the way. And as Dr. Porcelli said, he came out of dentistry school, not really understanding the, the material of which they put in their mouths. So no harm on you for not knowing what they put in your mouth. But from this moment forward, we need to understand what they're doing to our bodies when we walk in the dentist or the doctors or whatever it is, whether it's to get the vaccination or it's to get, you know, for, for the flu or whatever, not even to mention the current status of the world, but for anything you get in and on your body, you should know it and understand it so you can make an informed consent. And to add to that, you know, going back to what, what I said before about, you know, the cost of dentistry, you know, a good practitioner that, that really, you know, the, the dental part that I said about, you know, someone that has a lot of, you know, versatility with their training, someone that has a lot of training with the reconstruction and, and, and the cosmetic and, and the full mouth is that we have the ability to give more options. So by giving more options, there's different levels of costs associated with those options. So we always figure out what's the option for this patient based off of their budget. And how can we do it the best way possible, even if it's something that's a temporary solution, but there's ways to go ahead and make things work cost wise. It's, um, it's nothing, you know, there's, there's always, all of my patients have always came out of the office knowing that they were getting something done based off of where they were at, where they were in a better position than they were before. And then we just come up with a master plan and we talk about timeframes Many cases are always happening over the course of a few years. Not everyone's walking into the office and saying, hey, here's $25,000, here's $50,000. That doesn't really happen like that. Many people actually prepare themselves by sometimes, there are some patients, and I learned one thing when I was at a, in one of my master classes where you know, we were told, you know, and this guy was uh, wonderful. His name is Dr. Dr. Coyce out in Washington. And he mentioned something about patients' health and how affordability being a problem. And he says, you know, people have different priorities in life and, and what they decide that they want to spend their money on. But the truth is, is that your health is something that's very important when you're making decisions for, um, for, 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 for life. You know, that's, that, that's what you want is longevity. But for people that have affordability issues to, to get you know, a, a little side second part-time job of something because you know you're doing it for yourself to 
to put some money to the side to go ahead and help you with your health. That's not a bad thing. I, I look at it from my childhood and, you know, I grew up in a very low, lower blue class family that my father was a fireman. My mom a stay at home mom. We didn't really have much, but we had enough. And I learned to work very hard since I was very young. So I always had multiple jobs and I just looked at it that when I wanted something, I just went ahead and looked at how can I get a couple more hours here or how could I go ahead and maybe get another little side job. I don't think that changes for any age that you're at. I just think that it becomes a priority that you want something. You just got to have to make it make a plan to do that and don't look at it in a negative way. Look at it in as a way that you're going to learn something else or work in a different place that helps you be around people and community and you're doing something that you can save some some money to help yourself and it's all going towards you anyway. So that's just it's just a little side note. You know, I kind of always talk about that with patients sometimes. I think it's a good point. My younger cousin who, when she was like 30, 32, something like that at the time, this was a good eight to 10 years ago, she was doing something stupid, stupid human trick, drinking late at night with her friends on a bicycle and went over the handlebars and broke her to this front tooth and this one, not completely, but broke, like chipped them. And she was on, um, Medicare or Medicaid, you know, the one for people that are poor, I honestly don't remember which one's for old and which one's socioeconomically less. I think it's Medicaid, but regardless, she was on that. And I call, she called me and I said, please drive to Philadelphia and go to my biological dentist. Cause I know exactly what they're going to do. If you walk into a standard dentist that takes that kind of insurance, they're going to pull these teeth, give you two or pull root canals. And you're going to have two root canals in your front teeth. And this young woman at 30 had already had like four surgeries, ear surgeries, plantar fasciitis surgery. She had scars. She had seizures and all sorts of health stuff. So I took her to our local biological dentist who like you as an artist who had a, um, a ceramic machine that he, I've never seen it before until I started working with you guys. Like he basically created teeth for it. It was amazing to watch. I was like, I don't know how you just did that. There was nothing there. And now there's two teeth. That's crazy. And there was enough of a nub for him to build the tooth around. And he said to her, okay, this is temporary for six months. And my husband and I paid for it because she didn't have any money. And I was like, you know what? Now you got a plan for six months. You can save up some money. And when you have the time, you can get these done properly. That was seven years ago. She just had them replaced like three weeks ago, properly done. Her temporaries lasted seven years. The dentist said six months. But like you said, that for the situation, she wasn't paying, we were. We wanted the least amount of cost for the best benefit to buy her some time so she could do it properly. Now she's married with health insurance. She's getting it done the right way. And she's so pleased that she didn't have to have root canals. And I'm pleased knowing what I know about root canals that she didn't have to have root canals. And yeah, so there's always a way when you're working with true heart-centered practitioners like Dr. Porcelli and all the biological dentists that we work with. That was Dr. Lou um, Travato locally here for those that care. Yeah, and it's important because, you know, monetarily, which is everything in life, you know, that's an added stress and you don't want that stress. So we, we, we always try to pay close attention to that to work very close with the patient to make sure that we're making the positive steps for them too, so that they're not going to be put into a, a world that all of a sudden gets them in over their head. Ha, no pun intended. Ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, this was such a great wealth of information for people. I know they're going to want to try to find you. So let's tell them the website. So it's biologicalcenterfordentistry.com. It's the Biological Center for Dentistry of Bluffton, South Carolina. 
Dr. Porcelli, are, are, should we tell them about the thing that you're writing that might be coming out soon? Um, my book? Yes. Can we talk uh, about your book? Well, it's it's not out soon. I We're editing and we're going through like multiple edits right now. So we're, I mean, I my goal would be to have it out sometime in, in the early fall, but it is a book about uh, empowerment for self-healing. And um, I can't give the title yet because it's yeah. still kind of, uh, it's not signed through yet, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a really amazing book that was put together um, with myself and another colleague. And we really put a lot of time and effort into the research and looking at all the different, you know, all the different facets of health and, you know, the history of, of medicine and how it's changed and how are we going to go shift it back towards how it needs to go back into the natural and the holistic. And, you know, it's, it's got some good stories in it. It's, um, it's going to be great when it's out. I'll definitely keep Kelly up to date with it so we can let you know when it's going to be released, but I think it'll be a very powerful book for a lot of people to read. And it'll be just one of those, one of those books that they'll probably keep very close to them. And you're also going to be part of the dental summit that Siobhan Sarna is doing in the yes. fall as well. So you can look for Dr. Porcelli on that. Um, and if you are in the below the Mason Dixon or you want to fly to South Carolina, it's highly recommended that that is where you go. I don't, I don't care if anybody comes to see me or not. You have to come to Hilton Head Island in Savannah, Georgia, just because of the fact that it's, it's a beautiful part of the country. Um, a lot of the films in the South are always related to this area, which is the, the beautiful, you know, oak trees with the, with the Spanish moss. Um, it's, it's absolutely stunningly gorgeous. The night sky, when, when the sun goes down, is pink and beautiful. And it's, it looks picturesque right out of the, like the movie, The Notebook. So it's really it, beautiful. I really feel like I'm on a fantasy land when yeah. I go there. I really do. It does yeah. feel like a storybook with all the Spanish moths and the orange. And long and long bike rides on the beach on hard pack beach rides. It's like you can't get better than this. It's it's grounding on a whole nother level. It is. And it's really interesting because there's marshes or estuaries there because it's called low country because it's really at sea level. Like people say, oh, you're at sea level. Oh, no, no, no. Hill and Head is at sea level. I mean, when you walk out into the ocean, you're walking for quite a ways. <laughs> I, have to, I have to show you something also. This happened yeah. actually yesterday on my property. I have a little farm property and we had a little baby fawn that was born on the property and the mother, you know, the baby kept crying and crying for hours and the, the mother never came back. So we basically adopted oh. a, new, a new baby fawn. Oh my God, that's their daughter. With, with my daughter. So oh, we now we we now have an addition we have a new addition to the family. We have a little that's baby fawn. So cool. And her name, you know what her name is? My daughter named her L, just L, and it stands for love. Well, that would be appropriate for me, Eli. So baby, baby L. That's what we call her. Oh, I can't wait to go meet baby L. I'll send Silas over. He's down yeah. there. Now. He'll go visit baby L. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's really what I was gonna say is. And where Dr. Porcelli lives, he's in one of these estuaries. And it's really amazing because the water, there's nine to 10 feet of water in the estuaries that exchanges its complete water with the ocean twice a day. 
And you cannot deny that everything changes all the time when you're in Bluffton, South Carolina. And, and I feel like honest to God, that's one of the reasons I love it so much because there's such amazing wildlife, such amazing attention to the fact that everything is changing all the time and that we're affected by those changes. It's evident in everything you do down there. And it's such a microcosm of the environment we live in that it matters the environment that we live in. We got to start to pay attention to that as Dr. Barcelli's brought us so keenly aware to today. So yes, it's beautiful. It's definitely worth the trip. It's it's definitely the vacation spot to, to bring your family and to really enjoy and see see the beauty of it. And we'll just give him a little glimpse. One of his greatest visions is taking this 23-acre farm of his and making it a comprehensive approach to wellness where people come and stay and work and learn and get educated and get to play music and have a community of like-minded individuals that are here working collaboratively together to help educate and change lifestyles so that this is the new dawn of the age of Aquarian, essentially in the age of Atlantis to bring Atlantis back into, and I'm putting those words in his mouth right now, so correct me where I'm wrong, but bring back the ideal world that we can all live in just love and, and healing and beauty. The, the, love, the love of community and family, everything that's the foundations at the core. Yeah. So we've taken enough of your time, but I do have one more question for you before you skedaddle. Yes. So one of the, the points, and you were there for Sound the Soul, you've had us on the soul, you know that that's the point of my podcast is to get people to understand the Sound the Soul. <laughs> and, you know, I love lymph and I love Flowprezo and, and I'm very in love with all that I do. And yet when we were introduced to Rasmus, we were together on that trip and I got to experience Sound the Soul. I viscerally felt in my heart that I wanted to bring this out to the world. And so my message to the world is that, you know, the healing's inside. You have a microphone today. You get to speak to the world because all of a sudden I have um, 3.2 billion people that are listening to you as of right now. Yes. So seven, well, well, the whole billion, seven billion people are get to listen to you today. And if you could tell them what the secret is, it might not be for healthcare, it might be for your life, but in general, what is the secret that you've learned, Dr. Bartelli, that you want the rest of the world to really know? Secret in general? Yeah, the secret. The secret that you it's, figured out, the secret in life. Listen, the people that I interview are happy. Okay. Happy, well, I think I, I think I, I think everybody you, looks I, at them and goes, I want their secret. What is their freaking secret? So I want to know what your secret is. I think I think I've already kind of said it. So I think you're gonna just hear it me for the third time to say it because I'm gonna really stamp it in. You need to love yourself and you need to love everyone else. It's, 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 it, it, it kind of makes you, it chokes you up when you really know that that's the answer. The answer is love. And, and everyone needs to do it because you know what, when you look at the hard, the hard year that we've all had the past year and a half, and you look at where people are with fear, you need more love. If you have love, you don't have fear. So you just got to be strong and you have to go ahead and let that beacon that you become with the light and with the love to share that with other people so that people can be awakened to it because they need to be resonating in that level too so that we can share it across the globe. And that's unconditional love. Yeah. That's unconditional love. And, you know, one of the first things that Dr. Percelli and I probably ever said to each other was, I love you. I love you too. 
like literally within the first hour of meeting each other and same with Alina, his wife. I, I, I've never, I've met a lot of women in my life. I've never met anybody like Alina as a female, as a beauty, as a force to reckon with that she is and felt so much love to another female so quickly as I did with Alina. I think, I think that a lot of people sometimes don't feel that they're worthy. And, and I think that unfortunately, the things that have happened to many of us in our lives sometimes have put us into this little corner and you're afraid to kind of come, you're afraid to, you're afraid to fix those things, but you actually have to go deep within yourself to learn how to forgive yourself or to forgive others because of the hurt that sometimes you have that has broken your heart. When, when you live life with a broken heart, it's one of the, it's one of the biggest things that I think prevents you from your, your, your ability to thrive and your, and your true health. So digging deep into the things, like I said, about why it's important to read these powerful books of love or to be around people that exude love is that everyone is deserving of it. And it takes practice. And, and then it becomes something that after you practice enough, it becomes something that you just, you just are. But everyone has the ability to have it. They just have to accept that you have to work at it a little bit in the beginning if you have to learn it. Because sometimes things have been a distractor in life that prevent you from that. And that's where the broken heart needs to be mended. Never better said from our heart to yours, learn to love yourself and learn love others as you love yourself. And it'll all be better because that's the way it works. So thank you so much for your time, your energy, your expertise for all that you do. I know that you are not out there selling a bag of goods or a product or anything. You're truly here to educate people. If they have questions, we do recommend you keep them poignant in your emails to Dr. Portelli and his staff and his office. They're an amazing staff, but they're extremely busy. They just love it when I just pop in and walk in. They don't like it at all. They hate when I do that because it throws them off their schedule and they're very schedule oriented. So please keep your emails very very poignant if you have questions, but their staff is there to help you in any way that they can. And truly from our heart to, to all of yours, love yourself, love your neighbor, love you all. Yep. If, and you know what, Kelly, I love you. I, I love, love all, I love all of you out there. And if you're ever in my presence and you get to meet me in person, you will be loved. Nothing left to be said. Have a great day, everybody.